and welcome to the Zoe Health Podcast, a conversation where we explore topics that affect women's health and wellness and matter to you. I'm your host, Dr. Nontlantlas Tole, co-founder of Zoe Health, your all-in-one women's health and wellness platform. We love hearing from you and interacting with you, so please join the conversation in our community chat to let us know what your views are or to share your own stories about the topic we'll be covering today. For more information, please visit www.zoehealth.com. Zoe is spelled Z-O-I-E. We hope you love listening to the podcast. Please remember, any information we share here is not a substitute for a consultation with a qualified health professional. So make sure you book your next consult soon. Let's get started. Today, I am talking to Dr. Katlehole Kalakala, affectionately known to us as Dr. Kaz. We've been talking to Dr. Kaz a lot about all things pregnancy related. We spoke a bit to her about breastfeeding tips and tricks, um, changes in your body um, during and after pregnancy. And uh, yeah, today we're excited to talk about intimacy related to pre and post birth. Cool. Yeah. So I was just saying to everyone that uh, this is the the last of our installments uh, with the series with you. Yeah. Uh, we started with you know breastfeeding um, tips and tricks and moved on to changes in your body after having a baby. And now we we're going in hard on intimacy after after having a baby. This is my uh, favorite chat. <laughs> is this your favorite topic? <laughs> it's my favorite topic because it's an awkward topic. Yeah. And I like awkward topics. I like awkward uh-huh. chats. You know. Because I think a lot of people, it's easy for them. They just go back on the bandwagon and they just keep it going, you know. I've had people come into my DMs and tell me about their experiences as being pregnant, you know. Mm. Asking me for tips on how to get their partner to feel comfortable to um, be intimate with them because their partners are are a little bit afraid of the belly and all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. So I mean, like those types of couples, you can see if they're really struggling now in pregnancy, they might struggle after baby, you know, mm. because already this person, the partner has created barriers, you know, mm. in between them and the intimacy. So for now, it's because of the care of the baby in the womb. Mm-hmm. Later on, it'll be the care of the baby actually in the room. You know? Yeah, exactly. So it's things like that. Yeah. yeah. There's kind of a, a different angle to approach this topic, but I mean, I'll let you decide what you think we should start with. But, um, you know, I mean, there's different aspects uh, by that. I mean, you know, how you feel about your body, you know, how you're recovering, how your partner may feel also about the changes that have happened in your body. And then, you know, also little one who's there possibly in your bed and, you know, being the one in the middle there and trying to figure out how to how to get intimacy going with a small person who's sleeping next to you. He's taking over your life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe you're kind of so stressed I mean, that he's going to open his eyes. She or she will open her eyes and be traumatized for life. And be traumatized for life. And to think yeah. about that every day of their lives. And mm-hmm. to not pass that match to them because they have that image. Yeah, I mean, that is the biggest fear. So, I mean... I think that is normally what affects most people, right? Mm-hmm. It's either the woman feeling like they've had a lot of changes in their bodies that they're not comfortable with, where they even feel like it's like getting to know your partner all over again, you know? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, everybody can relate to this. When you start dating someone, the scariest part is actually getting out of undressed and exposing yourself to this person and seeing if they yeah. accept you, right? 
So now after delivering, even though, even if he is there during the delivery, even though you share that very intimate um, experience with them and you were that vulnerable, but then for some odd reason, you then stop going through the changes on your own, right? Mm -hmm. Separately Mm -hmm. to your partner. And then now it feels like you're going through that stage again of now revealing another yourself again. And if you're not comfortable with it, you might struggle to do so. And that's mm-hmm. the boat I was in. You know, I was mm-hmm. struggling with that. And then, yes, obviously, then it's the baby in the room or, you know, trying to figure out how to be detached from that situation. Mm-hmm. You know, um, especially, I mean, let's, let's just get into it. Let's be honest. I mean, if something like your breasts being touched is something that used to get you on. Yes. Now it's like a feeding tool. So yes. you really don't know how to yeah. marry the two. You <laughs> yeah. know, you don't know how to. Yep. Like, uh, babe, don't give me yeah. food. Like, you yes. know, but for them, that's also what gets them on, you know, is looking at your boobs and whatever. And also what can can either really spice it up is the leaking. Someone yes. can be excited by that. Like, whoa, <laughs> yummy, you know? And other people can be like, ah, Yeah, yes. it's not the same because now there's milk coming out of there, right? You yeah, it's really not the same. So, I mean, it's, it's that whole situation too. I never yeah. thought of that. I, you know, um, like with my personal experience, I'm, I'm willing to share this. I couldn't be intimate with my partner during my pregnancy so in the first trimester i struggled because i was struggling with nausea so i didn't want to be intimate you know obviously my partner was still very much attracted to me which i was even shocked about um and yeah so it was sad that was the first trimester second trimester you kind of get into the groove of things but then second trimester got like hit by the fact that I had to now get the cyclage. I know I always talk about this thing, but it, mm-hmm. it, it really set the tone of my pregnancy. So because I had the cyclage and because I had it so late, so I had an emergency cyclage, not a prophylactic. Prophylactic meaning it's preventative. It's before something wrong happens, you know? Emergency is mm-hmm. when something wrong is happening and you don't want to reach uh, an even worse outcome, okay? So okay. because I had an emergency um, um, cyclage, which already was just holding onto a thread, they didn't want anything else to bother it. Yes. You know? But okay. I was hot and heavy at that time. I wanted to rip his clothes off. Like, <laughs> it was terrible. It was terrible. I was like, how? And the whole time I kept saying, I cannot wait to give birth to this child because I am going to climb you like a mountain, you know? Uh, <laughs> I am going to enjoy you. <laughs> so, yeah. But then I deliver. And number one, it's the obstacle of dealing with my body. And number two, it's this baby. So uh, other people can be detached. Literally, they can put their needs uh, before, not saying they put their needs before their child, but they yeah. can they can dissociate the two. They can think yes. of like, okay, no baby, yes, cute, um, but this is not China. Yes. I want my hair yes. back, you know? Yeah. I couldn't do that. So I struggled mm. like, oh, where's the baby going to be? Oh, mm. where's she see? Yes. And one of the whole time was like, yeah. <laughs> she's going to be Baby's okay. Yeah. You know? Uh, by the way, Bunny, I really wanted to have that sex. I wanted to have third trimester sex so bad. Everyone told me about third trimester sex, right? and that's all I wanted to have. Yes. And I'm so sad I couldn't have it. Yeah. But anyway, so then the other issue was 
now I felt almost like a virgin again. Uh-huh. Really? It was that scary. It's now really? learning. Okay. My partner's embarrassed about this conversation. <laughs> Maybe it's a health thing. <laughs> so I felt like a virgin again. So for me, it was scary because it seemed like we had to now get back into a rhythm that we had interrupted for almost six months. Which, mm. you, know, you know, you don't think, like the six months goes, but you don't think it's that long, but it is that long, guys, by the yeah. way, it's that long. So yeah. you now need to start getting comfortable with yourself and then keep getting comfortable with this person and then now you need to get back to your rhythm, right? Mm. Oh my God. The first time was scary. Mm. Literally, it's for me. Uh, but once we got over the hill and everything was done, bam, bam, wham, wham, and I got out, I remember I was like, Literally running around the house and saying, I'm back, bitches. <laughs> <laughs> I felt so excited. I like, you. <laughs> it's not broken. It's alive. It's working. It can do the job. So but you can't get pregnant. That was the biggest yes, thing. Keys. Yeah. Yes, that was the biggest thing. So another span in the works, which a lot of people um, will also speak about or maybe not even think about, is now you need to get a contraceptive right yeah. into the mix okay <laughs> so you also need to feel like, I guess I know, once, everyone yeah. is laughing at me <laughs> no but really guys i got excited like after i was like oh the girl's back. <laughs> i'm back, back in the game you know i was excited i was very excited um and that happened once like two months ago okay but then then the anxiety pulled up again but anyway so now mm. speaking about the contraceptive because obviously, I mean, we're all adults here. Um, if you're in a long-term relationship or if you're married, you ideally want to have sex without a condom, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and if that's what you're used to, it's what you're used to, okay? I still advocate for protection use, especially because you don't know, you know, what could happen. But anyway, so now it's this contraceptive that you have to now start thinking about it. Mm. For a lot of people um, who went for your IUDs, it's even better. So that's what they certainly it's better. You know, you know, yeah. definitely you're not going to get pregnant. Yeah. I then went on to the pill, right? Oh, okay. And Were you on the pill before? Yes, I was on the pill before. It is part of the reason why I have now. So, I mean, obviously I can't be trusted. So I went back on the pill now. It's just easier for me. I really don't want anything inside of me anymore. I just have okay. to stay trust. Yeah. Yeah. You know? <laughs> so anyway, contraceptive was good. It meant we're okay. We can do it how we used to doing it. No. Katel kept missing her tablets. Oh, and okay. so it meant that now also we've added another hindrance mm, to yes. the usual intimacy. Yes. Yes. You know? You yeah. get it, right? So yeah. now we're really not going back to what we used to be. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, and also because I really don't want to get pregnant. I know someone now who's pregnant and her baby's three months old. I did not want that to be me. So, yeah, yeah that's a... I, I get why. <laughs> yeah, that's... A, yeah, no, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> that's another facet that can also start to impede on the intimacy okay mm-hmm. and then obviously your bodily changes especially if you've had a big bodily change that can affect that area mm-hmm. so like women who've had natural birth yeah have had to have stitches and now they have to heal if an infection arises you know mm-hmm. a lot of things to struggle with um for c-section mommies i know the biggest thing is that the fact that you can't actually sit in a bath 
Yeah. I don't know if it's just me. No, but I know all women struggle with this. If you, you feel like you're not your cleanest until you go into a bath, you know? Like oh, if you haven't, I see what you mean. Okay. You know, if you haven't yeah. bathed for okay. six weeks, you're like, okay, <laughs> I, I am clean, <laughs> but I need to sit in a bath. I want to sit in a bath. Uh-huh. I don't know if that uh-huh. makes sense. Especially yeah, if people like have I gone up there and taken out clots out of you, you know? Yeah. Especially, you know, I, I don't know. I think people yeah. who, if you go onto your menses or whatever, you know, you want a bath more than you want a shower. Mm-hmm. Okay, but that's just me. Yeah. Yeah. It's just something that I prefer doing. So that's also another uh, spanner in the works. So now, Noni, I want to ask you, how yes. do you think someone should deal with, they want to do it, you know, you, you get up. So yeah. all these issues that I've, I've, I've mentioned, which normally hinder the woman, yes. now you want to do it, and the man is just like, eh, nah. Wait, I think we have to first talk about why. Why are we saying nah, first of all? <laughs> I think it can be anything. So question. the guy could be saying nah because he 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 saw you giving birth, and for him that was a little bit traumatic, because they also can go sure. through post traumatic yeah, disorder exactly. from that. Yeah. Well, not a whole disorder. Sorry, a little bit of post traumatic stress. They can. Yeah. By the way, guys, you. I mean, I had post traumatic stress when I saw my first birth. Oh, really? I will never forget it. Literally, really? it, they cut the lady's vagina and. Literally, the blood went everywhere. It went on yeah. all our faces. We were all just like, yeah. yeah my mom's an OBGYN, so I've, I've, man- I have, I've managed to see a natural live, a live natural birth. And it's, it's not yeah, there's a lot of blood. Yeah, it's a lot of blood. So it's mm. that, or it could be the fact that they are very attached to how the baby, where the baby will be. Mm. So maybe they're like, okay, should I wouldn't want the baby near me. If she cries, mm. I'll get turned off. Or if the baby, I don't want the baby outside. What if something happens, you know? Mm-hmm. That does happen. So, I mean, in my clueless mom groups, we have discussed, you know, different scenarios and different women have come back with different things that have hindered their intimacy. Yeah, you know? yeah. And yeah. I, I didn't think the male side could have this issue, but it, it came up. Yeah, you know? absolutely. And then another yeah. thing is, yeah, it could be those two things. And then another thing is, Maybe also just like me, my situation where they feel like, shoot, it's taken so long. And now I feel like mm. I need to get comfortable with her again. Yeah. Oh, I see. Look, I think a, a, um, a big thing is to keep intimacy going. I know we're talking about the second, third trimester, hot sex that's supposed to happen once so the jealous. woman's hormones are settled. But I think if, you, if the intimacy is, is continuing, even through the pregnancy, you know, it's, I think that's, that's one of the ways in which you can not have that really long gap. And I also think intimacy in different ways. Look, you know, maybe it's six weeks. As someone is asking, can you have sex before six weeks? Maybe it's not penetration, right? You're doing other stuff that... Yeah, other you know, stuff. Might, yeah, to keep it fun. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So even if you're starting off small, uh, slow, you know, with, with something else instead of penetration. And also, okay. I think communicating, right? So... You know, I know it's tough in relationships and it's easy to always say, talk to each other. But I think if you're not communicating, you're not going to know what the issue is and you're not going to be able to solve it. So I think I would ask a lot of questions if I was in that position. And then also, you know, use my my womanly uh, to, to, you know, you know, take it with, uh, slowly with, with one or two. I get you. Know, you. Start slow before I, before I jump on it right, right from the get-go. Yeah, I get you yeah. and I agree. And someone also said something else here. So, and I like this. 
So Aisha speaks about how some people don't understand that um, there's a fear of getting pregnant. Mm. You know? mm. Absolutely. You know, especially if the man does not, you know, if the man is like very attached to not using protection and yeah. maybe you're, you're also not at the point of using contraceptive. Because also contraceptive, like people think it's just easy. It's just like, oh, just no. put a contraceptive. No, I've actually it's stopped not. my contraceptive right now yeah. because it was affecting me. Like yeah. emotionally, it was affecting me, you know? Yeah. So it's not that easy. And yeah, then Tati speaks about how she's post six weeks, had a natural birth. So I'm assuming that she's all A-OK, beautiful, perfect. Mm. But she's emotionally not ready. Mm. So, I mean, that's also tough, you know? And, and I agree with you. I agree with you there, Noni. Uh, and I think that will answer both of these. It's having the conversation. Start in the conversation. Yes, yeah. it's unsexy to have a conversation, but even in my, with me, I had to have the conversation. It had to mm. be a thing of like, okay, we're actually going to have to do it like we're walking me through it all over yeah. again, you know, um, because it's been so long for me. And also because I've gone through these changes that I'm not so comfortable with. And yeah, also um, the baby, you know. But it's, it's, it's trying to get both parties at the same place. Because... At the end of the day, we, we do all agree and accept that relationships do need some sort of intimacy, you know, or else you start mm. feeling like you're living with a roommate, you know? Yeah, yeah exactly, thinking. right? You don't want to get to that point. Yeah. Especially with, if your, your sexual relationship was really, like, you know, uh, very frequent um, before you had the baby, you almost start to feel that stress. So the stress piles on, right? You're not, you're, there's so many changes going on. Hormonally, there's so many changes going on. And then if you're not having sex, you're worried that, oh, if we're not having sex, we it's have the relationship. sex with the baby. Yes. Right? What's, what's Am the I losing the relationship? relationship? Yeah. And, yeah. And then you're both not talking about it, not saying anything. And you just, it just, I think it's, it's just, it's a, it's a recipe for disaster. To be the honest. next thing, it's not just two months now. It's mm. now six months. It's a year. I actually read somewhere, um, someone spoke about um, sex and relationship and uh, after baby and some people have gone a year without mm. constant relationship and their relationship is just basically a scaffold. I'm so jealous. <laughs> it's just a scaffold. <laughs> Guys, I think it's like Sure. Yeah, no, no, no. It, it, that is true. The like post is is fire. Actually, mm-hmm. you know what's third trimester? I'm jealous. I didn't get that, but post is fire. But anyways, yeah. going back. So what happens is then now all of a sudden you you start to move as a functional unit. You know, mm-hmm. where you are able to get up and you make food and you go to work and you do things for a child. But then. That, that romance, that relationship that got you to that point mm-hmm. for you guys to function as a unit is now gone. Yeah. And it's yeah. sad because a lot of people then either are comfortable with that and they can move on and it's fine. But there's some people who in the relationship start to die mm-hmm. because they feel like their identity also in the relationship has lost because this person is not seeing me as yeah. has it more, just seeing as me as mom, mm-hmm. you know? And that's all it is. I'm yeah. not getting my my rubs, my back rubs anymore. Yes. Like, you know, we're not being frequently uh, frequently yeah. at it. And yes, yeah, I love what Mrs. Anandes says. Going back to it and doing it, we do it everywhere. You have to find creative ways of doing it. And I think yes. that's what makes it yes. fun. Yes, I love that. Yes, I love that. Absolutely. My friend gave me that advice and it rocked yes. us. We enjoyed yeah. it. So, I mean, now <laughs> we have a nanny. I'm um, yeah. hope. During yeah. the afternoon, 
so much fun. You in really between. have to think of ways you can get it in when you can. Maybe <laughs> <laughs> when naps. When, and you know, there's nothing better than quickies, right? <laughs> there's nothing better than a hot, a hot quickie. Uh, yes. Oh, I've been dying for you, but the right? baby's going to wake up in 30 minutes. But let's uh, do Let's enjoy yeah. each other. Yeah. yeah. Love it. Um, yeah. There's someone who's asking that they're three months postpartum and haven't been intimate with their partner that normal. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, look, very. You know, my, yeah, it's very normal. And, you know, it, it also it depends on, you know, what's happening in your relationship. I think the worst thing you can do is put yourself under pressure to get intimate with your partner just because, you know, you're going on a couple of months or weeks or days, whatever you feel like is out of the norm for you. Um, the last thing you want to do is just give in to that because you're stressed out about the effect on the relationship. I mean, that I think that is just, you know, you just end up not being emotionally tied to that person. And I think at, at some point they will, they'll be able to tell, your partner will tell that this, my, my, my person isn't here emotionally with me anymore. Mm. But also what I want to say to that, right? So this is a different perspective to it. Sometimes we make it seem more difficult because we think about too much. Mm. I realized I enjoyed it more and I was more more fluid with it when I stopped thinking. Mm. When I stopped okay. trying to plan it and trying to be perfect. Uh, mm. I'm not saying that that is the case with you. You try to be perfect, but I can imagine there is a hindrance in your mind that is stopping yes. you from doing this, you know? Yeah. So, I mean, honestly, if you have someone that you can trust, I think try to do a date night literally try to do a thing that will make you feel like at this moment it's okay for me to want to do anything for me you know yeah, that's yeah exactly yeah so go out dress up we, we're on lockdown i don't know level 78 yeah. so go out in lockdown 78 Go to a restaurant. Go have some mm. wine, by the way. Yes. Just to loosen it all up. You know, loosen all mm. kinds of juices. <laughs> and then, <laughs> you know, and then, I mean, don't dance because you might turn yeah. off. Don't dance like me. But, I mean, get your, get your, get your body going, you know, get yourself yeah. relaxed. I really think the wine is the most important part, if you do drink, by the way. And just get into a moment or a place where you feel like you are comfortable with this person. But you just need to get through that first hurdle. The first time you do it is awkward, but then it gets really nice, and then it's really amazing. And then you, it's like, oh, I'm home. Oh, babe. Mm. Oh, this mm. is you. We, we, we estrange ourselves too much from, from the intimacy because it's been so long. You know? But the longer you, you wait, the more um, estranged you will feel from yeah. it. You know? mm. Yeah, this is my bad. Yeah. <laughs> says she was she was st stressed about her her postpartum body, but then he was like, "Come here with your spectacles." <laughs> love that. Literally, I love a man. Literally, love you no matter your size. I also I, I I'm exactly like Zandi. I was like, "Oh my body," and mm -hmm. Bella all the time keeps saying to me, and I didn't realize this. He's like, "The reason why I don't compliment you is the moment I compliment you, you turn it down." And Ooh, it's difficult yes, for me to show you how much I love you and to show you, he's like, that is part of the dance, you know, you know, the sex dance is complimenting and, you know, getting, but if I'm always yeah, getting down because I'm so insecure, 
it becomes difficult for someone to then mm. move over to the next part of that dance of like yeah. now you know caressing this body and caressing this person if the whole time they're like no, no don't touch me no don't touch my stomach no don't touch this oh okay let's just shut the lights let's close the eyes let's just do it you know because mm. it just takes away from my whole situation yeah so i love the fact that she speaks about that because that's what a lot of people feel but i promise you like nine out of ten times your man does not care mm. like at all you know, it's yeah. it's more of the energy that they feel from you, and that's what they've always been attracted to. Yeah, and the connection, because the truth is, your your relationship completely changes after you have a baby. There's another person that you have to think about twenty four seven. You know, um, and like one of the ladies was saying here, she's really tired. You've got full time job, you've got the baby that you're taking care of when you come back yeah. from work. You've got all the other household things that you need to do. Make sure everybody's fed and. And then you get into bed or you, you know, you're not, you almost feel like what she said is the bedroom chore. You know, it's not, it's not, it's not there anymore. Also, you know, speaks to kind of your connection with your partner. If you feel like you're carrying the load or your partner's not necessarily understanding what it is that you're dealing with in terms mm. of your, your workload, looking after the baby, you feel alone. And then you get there and you're like, okay, this is a chore, but I don't want more stress in the relationship. I don't want to be more stressed out about the fact that there's no sex happening. You know, let's do this chore. Take it off like all the other chores that I've done throughout the day. So true. And I mean, like, I mean, like any other workout, right? You, you always, you always dread doing it before you do it. But then after you do it, you actually feel more energized. Yeah. Sex does the same. It energizes you in all kinds of ways. It literally energizes your moment, you know, it energizes your spirit. You feel so good and you feel so close to your person after it. Mm. It's, it. The thing is, we always put a mental block in front of it. And someone also said in this thing that I was watching, I can't remember who had this conversation, but someone literally had this conversation about how many times people are having sex in their, in their relationships. Mm. Mm. Um, and someone said that, you know what, you get so used to the mental block and you get used to saying, I'm tired, that mm. that's all you'll ever be. You'll always be tired. Okay, you are tired, definitely, but don't see it as a chore. See it as something fun to yeah. do, something fun for yourself to do. And also, if you are really that tired, if you're feeling like you really can't do, then you, you, you need to also sit down with your partner and you guys need to assess what's happening in the household. Are you sharing the load um, equally, you know? Mm, or, mm. or if you're not able to do that, is there someone that can come in and help you? You know, mm. really, that's like, it, it changes you, you know? Like, when I got a nanny, all of a sudden, I'm like an influencer now. I bath all the time. I don't know if you guys know. Influencers bath all the time. That's all they do, you know? Videos of them bathing, you know, scrubbing their back. That's what I'm always doing. Like, I got so excited. I was doing reels. You know, I was doing bathing reels and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. So... And that also made me feel like I can take on the world and I can take on my man. So mm. that's what I think you should also think of maybe yeah. considering. Yeah. I mean, there was, there's someone asking here, um, uh, the libido. Yes. She says, uh, um, I don't know if this was recovered. Is it normal for libido to decrease after having a baby? I mean, what if, what's been your experience, um, you know, in your, in the medical side of things in your. Yes, it is completely normal. So it can either go both ways. It can go either way, right? So even people in pregnancy, you have two types of people. You have that one that will, yes, that will stab someone if they cannot get to mm -hmm. the to the pee. You know, they want to get to the winky winky. You know? <laughs> and then there's some people, yeah, they want some winky winky. And there's some people who are 
disgusted. So disgusted, they don't even want to see an eggplant near them. They don't want to see a pickle near them. They don't want to see cucumbers near them. They don't want to see carrots. Like, they're just off of it. Because, number one, that's the reason why they're in the position. Yeah, this one, yeah, get it away from me. You know, like, get away from me. Yeah. And then afterwards, they still have, they're still under that, that whole thing, you know. Um, and then there's other people who, who are just like, oh, bring it on. But yeah, another thing yeah. is also, please be conscious of what's also attached to the decrease in the libido. Because sometimes you might have a depression that is actually that you haven't noted, okay? So postnatal depression is like a clinical depression. And depression obviously has different ways of showing itself, but some of the, the symptoms that are seen are obviously decrease in appetite or an increase in appetite, lack of motivation, you know, but also and sleepiness and all of that, which can then impact your libido, if that makes sense. Yeah. yeah, so that could be another thing. And also just check on what you're also taking in. There are um, some medications, obviously, that is, could be involved in that. But yeah, it is, it is definitely completely normal. So with that, then you are then forced to try to bring up your libido yourself. You know, mm. you literally have to go back to the basics, as Noni was saying. You know, it doesn't have to be full-on penetration, but do things that get you hot. If you yes. have to have a glass of wine, do that. Mm. If a certain song used to get you hot, do that, you know. If mm. watching porn does it, do it. Mm. Nowadays, you don't have to watch porn. Just watch something on Netflix. What's that show, Sex Life? That show, <laughs> that show. Mental notes. That show put me in trouble. <laughs> but no, no, it's a great show. <laughs> I mean, those are the you can watch that. Okay, let's talk about yeah. the physical side of it. Like, why is it that they tell us no sex for six weeks? Who determined um, that timeline? What, what's going to happen if we move it a little bit forward? So let's be honest, okay? So in most cases, there's actually never really an issue. No, <laughs> okay. there's never really an issue. But um, it's just, it's the same as after you get an abdominal surgery. You know, it's, it, it is the best time for you to, to wait for your body mm -hmm. to heal, okay? And also during that time, you are obviously releasing, basically the uterus is also cleaning itself during that time. And I think that's why they also speak about that. But also just for you to get to a nice healed point, you know? Mm -hmm. Some people, they really don't mind. They literally have sex in four weeks. I know, mm -hmm. I know someone who didn't wait four weeks. She waited a week. I, I mean... Well, that was willing to jump back on the yeah. wagon, but they do say it is much safer after six weeks for some people um, more than other people. And then it just became more of a generalized rule. We do have a doctor in here, if I'm not mm. mistaken. She sometimes also adds in a little bit more of information. If she sees this, she'll probably um, give us more information. But if not, I'm definitely willing to, to check up on it and put it through. Yeah. Yeah, share, guys, share with us some of your favorite positions or if you want to move that timeline a little bit forward, especially for us C-section mommies, <laughs> the ones who struggle with that C-section pain. <laughs> Let's so I love tips and tricks here. So I love that my friend gave me this good advice and she was like, you know what, firstly, get onto that bandwagon, girl, do it. You need to, like, take off that bandit. But tell your man that you're not going to be Miss Cowgirl anymore. Like, yes. Not yes. right there and there. You yeah, know, you, right you have to move back to that. You have to get upgraded to that point again. But just yeah. get there. Get get that motion going. Get that motorboat going. 
Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I yeah. and I agree with Nande, red wine and porn. Guys, red wine and porn. <laughs> red Not wine. For the soul. Uh, yeah. Puts you on yeah, the you, you, you want to go. For me, it's, for me, funny enough, it's not even red wine. For me, it's white wine. Yeah. Oh, really? Bright for the girls with white yeah. wine. I can okay. even cry at how badly I want it. Like, it's like, oh, really? I, how dare you keep it away from me? Yeah. Ah, okay. Yeah. No, okay, definitely so white yes, wine for um, me. Rafile says they say the six feet wait is also to ensure there are no infections in the first six weeks. So now, how, how are we so talking? to our partners about this about intimacy and why how are we approaching the subject if if we're feeling like maybe our partners are not understanding that we're not ready that you know it doesn't have anything to do with our attraction towards them how how what's how do we start to tackle this to make them understand what our needs are because you know mm. like you said there is a reason why there is that mental block to intimacy after you have a baby there's a number of reasons that we've discussed but I think if you're, if you're not able to talk to your partner about it, um, it's, it becomes even more stressful. So how do we start to, to bring that up with our partners? Yeah, no, that's a very fair question. So the thing is, firstly, sometimes you might be dealing also with someone who does not have the EQ that is expected mm. to accept that conversation. You know, I'm going to give you guys tips, but I'm not going to say it's going to work because it really depends on where your person's mind is at. If their yeah. mindset is to always block whatever you're saying and see themselves at a place where if they always internalize things, then unfortunately you, it is going to be a little bit of a losing battle, you know? Um, because I mean, even if there are men in here, it's never about you. Mm-hmm. why the woman doesn't want, want to have sex with you is never about you know um it's not personal it just has to do with the fact that they are feeling that they're, they're not ready to do it and if they were to do it it would feel like a chore and i i always wonder like why would you want to have sex with someone who's feeling like they're mm-hmm. servicing you you know it's like it's a chore it's then it doesn't yeah. make fun but yeah it's just honestly just sitting them down and just telling them exactly what is causing you the hindrances, you know? Being honest about what is stressing you, you know? Not just saying, oh, yeah, it's the baby. Not just waffling about, but actually pinpointing things. Because then he can then come in, you guys can feel like a team, and he can help you think of ways to deal with, with those things. Because I think what a, we as mothers, mostly we do, we feel like we need to take on too much and we need to do everything mm. on our own. I remember yeah. just the other day, I was like, to Dumelo, I was like, Oh, I just had an epiphany. You're also Nia's dad. Like, I don't have to do this on my own. I don't have to research everything on my own. Um, by the way, you're doing solids. Because, I mean, you know, there's mm. something for a baby, you know. You do mm. this eating, and then you do solids, and then you have to do teething, then you have to do poly trade. I was yeah. like, I, I'm stressing myself out because I feel like I have to take on all these roles, but mm. I don't have to, you know. So it's things like that. And trying to decrease what's on your plate when you're speaking to them and making it feel like it's a teamwork. And also mm. speaking about your body and telling them that I feel insecure about this, but allowing them also to come in and compliment you and accept the fact that it is actually very genuine. It is genuine. They yeah. do still feel yeah. like you're beautiful. You know, you might not yeah. see yourself as beautiful, but yeah, try exactly. To... You might not believe that about yourself. Exactly. You're self-conscious about the changes that happen. You know, and uh, it's like, well, I'm not the person that he met and and was attracted to physically. True. Now I'm the mom. You know, 
Yeah, mommy yeah. and boobs, mama, mom, everything. Yes, even, but also, yeah, even when you when you're driving around, the people are like, "Hey, mama," and I'm like, oh, "I'm so young, don't call me." That's actually the worst. But also, being honest with yourself. So, if you are before, you, even when you're having this conversation, you might also start to pick up the fact that maybe I am dealing with a depression right now. And mm. trying to be honest with them and saying, this is what I'm dealing with. And I think this is how I'm going to get the help for it. And hopefully it will mm. land us back into, um, into a place or a position where we can be intimate with each other. But mm. I really believe doing the whole date night thing where you have to trust yourself, trust the baby with someone will save you quite a lot. Because the minute you, 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 you remove yourself from your baby or from any place where you can hear your baby or you think you're hearing your baby, I feel like it, it gives an opportunity to actually be free, you know? I know for some mm. people it's a lot. They actually can't even leave their baby, but at some point you will have to. Oh, yeah. yeah. But it, it, it is a difficult conversation to have, especially because um, the other person on the other side needs to be willing to hear you and accept the fact that it's not personal. It's something that you're going through. But then you also need to be open to the fact that you need to work on it together you can't yeah. you can't rest on the fact that oh no but i'm going through this um you know it's just hormonal change or whatever no you also need to make some sort of effort and saying you know what this is something that i see in myself this is an issue i see um but you have the solution i'm willing to accept that solution and let's let's try mm -hmm. work on it you know yeah because it's not just the physical part i mean i think intimacy like we said is is there's a lot of a lot more to intimacy than just sex so i think you know having those conversations and being able to build that relationship with your partner where you can i mean even just having that conversation and feeling like he understands might be that kick that you need to yes get yes actually yeah. yes and it is very sexy when your man mm -hmm. allows you to be vulnerable and it's just mm -hmm. like comes to your side and says but baby you're perfect yeah. oh, but baby yeah. i'm sorry you're going through this him actually hearing you, and then next thing you guys are hugging, then you kiss, and then oh, you're naked. It's the best. Yes, best turn on for me is, babe. Let me take the baby, go nap for two hours. I'm telling Honestly. you, Honestly. those are the little things that I love. I'm like, okay, this man knows me. He knows that he has <laughs> he understands me. I'm there. I'm in the mood. You know? Yeah. So yeah. yeah for me, like that. that's what I would share. But also, you shouldn't feel pressure to do it. It really is a lot. And it's difficult to explain to men because it's also difficult for us to put into words. The yeah. amount of changes you feel that you're also going through, like your emotions, your hormones, everything. It's just, it's just like, it's crazy. It's crazy. Honestly, postpartum for me is the craziest phase of my life. It's like adolescence yeah. jam-packed into a day. Why yeah, should um, I saw someone said something here that I wanted to answer. She said, my father refuses to get a nanny and it's quite difficult to convince as to how it will help me. Also because I'm not working, but you, I get tired. That's also a difficult one, hey? And yeah, I hope you guys so will, will cover that because I think what a lot of people think is just because you're at home and you're taking care of baby. I mean, I've been home for this month, but having a nanny has helped me so much. It's not like I'm just sleeping the whole day or whatever. There are other things that I need to do, you know? Even if you're a stay-at-home mom, I can imagine the other things that yeah. you want to do for yourself, for your mental health. And yeah, and sometimes you just need a break. I mean, you, you, too. you are a mom, and it doesn't make you less of a mom to want a break because it's hard work. It's like 24-7, someone else who's relying on you. And yes, you love that baby, but you also 
it's a big change for you as a mother. So you need a break as well. And just to, to, to feel like you're not just a mom anymore, right? Yeah, and I mean, There's other things that you still love to do. Yeah, and I mean, the nanny doesn't have to come in every day. But I mean... Yeah, like, try it out. Maybe that's, that's Ms. Coffee's... Uh, just give it... Maybe convince him if, he, if you can try it out. Have the nanny a couple of hours a day. And then, you know, when he sees how much that's helping you, hopefully he will... He will, he will, yes, he will come around. From your side, yeah. Yeah, because yeah, I mean, honestly, him allowing you to get a nanny might be the sexiest thing that you, you might need. It doesn't have to be all these huge gestures, but for someone to just say, I recognize what you're going through, how can I help? Yes. For me, it's like, oh, that's, that's my man. That's who I want to jump on. <laughs> Definitely. I, I really think getting a nanny is one of the greatest things. I mean, literally for me, it's made me a bathing influencer. It can do that for mm, you too. Girl. Yeah. Mm. A nanny. Yeah. Really. Try it out. But yeah, nanny, I really enjoyed these lives. This has been I so have had so much fun with you, Dr. Gadlejo. I can't tell you. Already my mind is racing. I'm like, what's, what's the next series? But um, ah, uh, it's, it's been so, so much, much fun. And uh, guys, please, if there's uh, other topics that you want us to cover, we can ask uh, Dr. Gadlejo to join us another time. Um, follow yeah. us on our Insta, and um, we have a, an amazing community of women, the Zoe Health uh, community of women, where we chat about things like this, um, you know, different groups for different life stages, whether you're thinking about contraception, I know someone was asking about contraception, join us on our community right. platform. So yeah, the link is in our bio. Uh, let's keep this conversation going, you know, new moms, um, experienced moms, whatever female life stage you're going through we want to help you out we've got some great uh practitioners on there like dr katlejo who can answer questions for you and yeah it's, it's a safe space for us to talk about you know the things that we may not feel like we have the space to talk about so exactly. dr yes thank you so much I have thank you Noni. this has been you. so much fun thanks guys yeah. thanks for joining life thank you for listening we hope you enjoyed this podcast please visit our website www.zoehealth.com to share and rate this podcast and to access more content and resources like this. Join us on our next episode as we bring you more of the women's health and wellness topics that matter to you.